Welcome, welcome, welcome to My Life, My Choice, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Today is Wednesday, the 24th of May, 2017, and the hour is 1 p.m. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and I'll be your host for the next 60 to 19 minutes. My co-host is Olivia Lashley, who is coming to us live from London in the U.K., and today we are talking about how do I start my life over again? So before we get started, or before I do this, just let me let me say this. My Life, My Choice is a radio show. It's all about me. It's all about you. It's all about us creating the life that we want to live through the power of our conscious awareness of our choice and conscious awareness of our choice where we actually implement what we are aware of so that we can create the lives that we desire to live. Our lives are ours. They're our own. And really and truly, our lives are based upon the choices that we make. So if you want your life to be different, you're going to have to make different choices. So welcome to the show again. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn. I'm a choice expert and um, an expressions coach. And Olivia Lashley is, no, I'm a choice expert and a intrinsic coach. Thank you. And Olivia Lashley, London, UK. Um, she's an expressions coach and an artist, amongst other things. She's trying to Skype today to get another day off, but it didn't work. I didn't phone. I didn't phone or nothing, um, <laughs> just in case I felt I felt really bad because she was, you know, trying to recover from her her bout of flu. So I didn't actually call, so I wouldn't feel guilty, which I don't. Mm-hmm. So Olivia, darling, how are you feeling? <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> I'm fine. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks for your oh, concern. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've got one of those. Um, so, no, are you feeling a bit better, Liz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel much better. You much, think? much, much better. I, actually, because you, you, you actually sound it. I, mm. I have to admit that that last week, um, you, you did sound all right to me, but then when I spoke to you, or whatever, a couple of days later or whatever, <laughs> um, you actually didn't sound well. Well, you know what? When I when I said it to you on the Wednesday, one of the things you actually said to me was, "Well, you don't sound ill." It wasn't just in your head. You actually you actually said it out loud. <laughs> oh shoot! No filters, eh? Because <laughs> I didn't think I thought, well, she sounds all right to me. I said, to the, I said, "Oh no, um, baby's not feeling well." Blah 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 blah. I said, but she sounds all right though. She sounds all chipper and everything. But, did the bones deration or something? <laughs> oh dear. But no, when I spoke to you a couple of days later, because it really, I would imagine it was building its momentum, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how's Joshua? Because I know you were saying that um, you think he's, that that's uh, where you can. Yeah, I know. I know that he gave it to me deliberately. Um, we were having a tussle. No, you, you took it. But yes, yeah. anyway, so has he been? Is he no, no, but he's okay. He's he's um he's alright. He's doing okay. He's still a bit um uh, congested, congested, but um yeah, no, he's doing okay. Okay. No, right. cool, cool, cool. So outside of that, darling, what's new in your world? Nothing much really. Um, I've kind of like been on the go slow for the week. So, um, well, actual fact, yeah, a week, yeah. Um. So no, nothing much really. Not a lot. Not a lot at all. Same old, same old kind of thing. How about you? Um, no, you know, not 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 too not too shabby, mate. Not too bad. Um, <laughs> I uh, no, no, no. It's not too shabby. Not too bad. Uh, I've got the um visualization 
webinar coming up and that will be on the I think Wednesday the 14th of June and finally I think it's taken me almost a year to get back together which is highly unlike me you know I can blink and it's done um, but it's taken me a while so I, I'm actually looking forward to that I've actually learned a lot myself personally um, you know putting that together and of course it's about the art of visualization and um, visualization, visualizing the right way, there's the right way and really and truly there's the wrong way and if you're not visualizing the right way conscious visualization the right way you're not going to get what you want you know, you'll get the uh, well, thing of what you see, yes darling yeah um, you, know, you know when you went back to it right, because you said you sort of like been trying to do it for a year, I think you did it for some time and then you just, you didn't look at it again for a really long time yeah. when you went back to yeah. it uh, were there mm -hmm. things that you thought you could actually see your own growth yes yeah of course Liv, yeah because there were things that I would have just sort of like just, oh you know this is okay, blah 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 blah, you know, e even like with the vision board um, I, I treat it totally different Mm -hmm. um, then um, just the visual expression of what I want. I totally, mm -hmm. I, I look at it totally differently. And also how I affirm. Mm -hmm. Totally different how, how I interweave that with the visualization process that I use. So yes, Liv, when I say major, and one of the things, you know, Liv, that I'm always going on about is about the, the nuances. And it's these nuances that, that make the difference between you being able to achieve your goal and or being sent on another pathway to get to your goal. Mm -hmm. And this, this is what I found. But yes, Liv, in answer to that question, most definitely. But that's coming up on the 14th. And um, we did a show about visualization. And even that, I was looking over some of that. I was like, oh, some of this has changed. Well, mm -hmm. and that was quite recent you know, this this has definitely changed. But I'm really looking forward to that um, as visualization is truly a powerful medium. Everything we do, we do, we're really visual. And this is whether you're born blind and or not. We're visual. We see. We see things. And again, this is even if you are born without sight. Sight is the, the end of the physical spectrum. It has nothing to do with the, the spiritual spectrum. Um, the spiritual spectrum, you'll always see. Um, whether you cannot see, again, physically, you will always see the spiritual spectrum. Uh, but anyway, that, that being said, I'm looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So outside of that, you know, um, working and, as I was saying to you right before the, the show started, you know, taking care of really um, decluttering, um, papers you know I, I feel like I'm as I said to the the company the the people that I spoke to this morning I feel like I'm buried under a mountain of paper and if you don't come and get it and shred it for me I'll die <laughs> the guy well I wasn't that drastic I said I'm buried under a mountain of paper and the guy said that's okay we'll be able to dig you out <laughs> you know, so, um, in, so you know just doing that and as, as it is, you know, sort of like Dee's retired. I don't know if I've actually said that on air, but um, Dee, that's my husband. He retired on the 31st of March. God bless him. He's worked long and hard, and now he works for me long and hard. <laughs> and uh, 
with no so time we're, off. We're just, yeah, no, he what? Wait, what time off does he need? Uh uh-uh. uh. That's not how that goes. In the world, don't like that for sorry. sorry. He, can't even, he can't even phone you to say, oh, I'm ill, I can't come to work today. <laughs> exactly, Olivia. There is no call in because I am the call in. There is absolutely no call in. So, no, we're just doing, doing some stuff that Lucy has been put off and on the back burner, you know, um, you know, little renovations mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, just uh, just just stuff, you know. But the mm. biggest thing is declutter. I mean, I've got paperwork from 1996 when I started my business, and it's like really windy. And so it's going through all of that, all the papers he no longer needs, and just just getting out from underneath it, and so we can have a nice breath of fresh air, and you know, just generally organising. So yeah, so so it's been good, and actually, it's really nice having him home. You know, mm-hmm. okay. just like he's scrubbing potatoes and putting them in the oven. He's getting the potatoes ready for dinner, and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he washes up and he irons. He does the washing. He's I always done so ironing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And for the most part, washing. You know, but I feel so privileged. You know, I feel like wow, Princess Wendy. Princess Narnia Wendy. <laughs> what were you going to say? Because I'm going to cut you off. You're going to ask me remember. something like okay. uh, No, I really can't remember. Outside of that, Liz, it, it's definitely it's all good. The one thing that I would say that, um, and just hitting on this, is um, the debacle that took place in, in Manchester. I was like, oh. I was a little horrified, you know, oh. Liz, because it was kids. It's a kids' concert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. and not that if it was adults, it's different. But yeah, but for me, it's like how low can you go? Mm. You know how this is a kids' concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing. I mean, across the board, it, it shouldn't happen. But it was a kids' concert. I it think um, I think a lot of a lot of them would say, "Oh well, you're killing our kids, so you, you know this is why." But then it's like if if that is happening, you've had that experience. Why would you want to put that on someone else? I mean, if and if, 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 if it's if go on, go on. no, go ahead, Liv. Go on, go. On. No, is it? I'm gonna say if it if it hurts so much and it's such an awful experience, why would you do that? I, I don't I don't understand the logic. It, it, it's yeah. like you know Einstein's thing with the definition of madness, doing the same thing over and over. I mean, it's it, an eye for an eye kind of thing. It just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I, oh, I agree. I agree. I I, I have to admit that because usually when stuff like that, you know, I hear it and I'm like, okay, you know, I had my moment moving right along, and all I kept thinking was, this is a kids' concert. Why would you do this? Yeah. What? Why? Yeah. Why, 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 why would you do this? And yeah. you're not targeting the people who who are really um, uh, who, who are really anything. Uh, yeah. Exactly. You're 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 targeting Joe Blow. You know you you you're you know Auntie Uncle. You you you're just targeting the everyday person. So how is this going to help you? Because it's not, especially when you're targeting tr- children. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you're targeting children. No, you see, people might be sympathetic to you. And again, and life is a life. I, I don't know what lives because 
I suppose my age, there's a natural order of things, and the natural order is that I should precede any child. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. so it's like it's wrong on so many levels and Mm. therefore people who may have been I don't know sympathetic to whatever your plight is or your cause or you know whatever acts you've got to grind they're no longer sympathetic because now all they want to turn around and do is thump you and thump you down (laughs) just just that's all they want to do you know so what I say you know to people and everything yeah I'm just so I'm just I just, I'm just so sorry for them. My heart goes, truly goes out to them, you know, truly, truly goes out to them. I mean, they kept showing this woman here and she had the picture of her daughter. Has anybody seen my daughter? And I was like, it's just, no, just heart-wrenching. Just, just heart-wrenching. Totally, totally and utterly heart-wrenching. For me, they're everyone involved. I was going to say, like, for everyone involved, you know, whether they hurt or, or even if they were there, you know, even if they were outside or whatever, just the whole, the whole, the whole, you know, the whole trauma of the thing is just um, surrender. The person, the person whose concert it was, mm. for all we know, they'll never be able to sing again or they'll never mm. be able to sing right. And it's not because they're afraid of being in a, an auditorium or what have you. It's because for every time they open their mouth, this is what has happened. And it's mm. children. You know, it's children. You don't do that to children. And that's from both sides. If they feel that their their kids are being, you know, killed and what have you, on both sides. Children children should be off limits. But you see, this is collateral damage. And there's always collateral damage in our lives. And, and um, I don't think people realize the extent of collateral damage because they're all like little seeds or little pathways and they all spring up and that collateral collateral damage keeps rolling mm-hmm. you know it's like that ripple in the pond you know so so for for the families and everybody involved and everybody touched by this you know they they have my 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 prayers my heart goes out to them you know my heart goes out to them but that that being said, because you know, I know that um Mickey does, you know, the staging and all of that shit mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, beep. And um <laughs> so I text but I didn't get an answer and I figured now if something's gone down I would have heard. So but that's that. But anyway, moving 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 right along. How do I start my life over again? And I suppose this is quite appropriate really. <laughs> at some stage, maybe not now for some people, but how do I start my life over again? And it truly is fair to say when your life comes to a grinding halt, it's usually associated with the loss of, you know, people, people, places and things or someone or something. And the feelings of loss could be a result of why these feelings have come up of death, divorce, um, a drifting away, outgrowing people, places and things um, or something that, that fits so perfectly because you've grown no, no longer fits anymore. And it, it's this sort of thing that will cause loss. It will cause the feeling of loss. And when you, when you have these, these um, actions, the reaction that you feel is an experience is lost. And in the pain of that loss, you react in a way that either shuts you off or shuts you down, slows you down. It does something 
in the downward motion, whether off or slow, but it does something to you to uh, where, while I say you might be consumed by this, and that's what I mean, you might be consumed by this, and the fact, for me at any rate, that you're still breathing means that even if you are shut off, shut down, slowed down, or whatever, the fact that you're still breathing means that there's life left in you. And I truly do believe this. What I'm about to say, although you may be down, you're not out. And as long as there, or as long as you are physically breathing, life will always be gathering momentum and demanding a conscious participation from you and by you in the direction that you want to go in. So how do you start your life over? Well, as I said in the blog, and this is really where I'm taking much of this from today, as I said in the blog, many people will sort of say to you, you know, you need to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and get on with life. And as I say in the blog, yeah, right, thanks, and yours too, you know, whatever. (laughs) Thanks. And while I understand the analogy It really doesn't help. This sort of thing doesn't help, I don't think, overall, for people to um, move on with their life. You know, when you hear uh, phrases or people throw those cliche phrases at you, you know, you need to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and get on with it. Yeah, you understand what they're saying. You understand what they're saying. Or they might just say to you, you just need to put this behind you and move on. And while all of this is true, it's equally true that it's unhelpful. It's not helpful. Now, it may be helpful in the sense that it gets your attention to say, you know, I, I really need to do something. But it comes back to, oh my God, what am I going to do? You know, how do I move? How do I move forward? And as a result, when people have the, the, the you know, that, that, that uh, dialogue going on in their mind, Eventually, too much dialogue, too harsh, too loud, too conflicted, too confusing, too diametrically opposed, what happens is people paralyze. They become paralyzed. And they stop. They'll stop everything, which is a normal reaction. You know, if if you're running, 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 and you don't know where you're going, but you know you need to get somewhere, but you don't know where you're going, eventually you're going to stop running. You're going to stop running so that you can take stock of where you are so that you can make a decision. Yeah, I want to run towards the North Star or I want to run away from the North Star. I want to run towards the, the, you know, the east where the sun rises or I want to run towards the west where the, where the sun sets. You, you'll stop and you'll take stock. And you'll take stock. Even if it's your body making you stop because you need to catch breath. You need to catch your breath. So, People will, which is absolutely wonderful, people will give advice. And people give advice based on the things that, they, the things that have worked for them or things that they believe can work. And that's another thing. People will give you advice based on things that they heard. They ain't even tried it out themselves. They don't even know if it actually works. Never mind for them or anybody else. It's something that they heard. And, and while it's really wonderful that people care enough to give advice for things that have worked for them or things that they think might work for them, important to understand 
that the spinner, the spinner in this, the the um, what you call it, the the denominator in this is for them. Hear me clearly, for them. It's also important to fully embrace the fact that we are we're all different. We're all different, and I, I said this last week. Um, I said this last week on the show, and I've said this several times on the show. You know, the, w- one of the movies for me that truly illustrates that is the uh, the movie. I think it's maybe about 2013 or something, or 2014. The um, assassination of uh, Robert Kennedy, and everybody who was there, and how everybody saw the same thing. And yet everybody experienced it internally differently. Everybody had their own internal experience, which means that they had their own external re- uh, reaction. So it's really important, even with what Olivia and myself are doing, it's really important that you do your own due diligence. You see, anything that I put forth for you today, this is something that I know has worked for me, and I know it can work. But whether or not it can work for you is determined upon who you are and how you integrate it into your life. And above all, if it resonates with you. If it resonates with you. So Liz, before I move on, is there anything that you'd like to um, throw in here? No, there there isn't actually. Okay. When... We come to a grinding halt or things really throw us for loop, bring us to our knees, knock us down or what have you. We're having an emotional outpouring. We're in overload. And it's really important that you don't deny your emotions and how you feel. Many of the things, you know, that are out there for me, it's always about the denial of your emotions. But for me, I believe that you should feel everyone in crystal clear clarity. Every shard of pain, every, every you know, beat down or hurt, every, I believe that you should feel it. I truly do. I don't feel that you should try and, you know, pick yourself up. Well, I do believe, you know, you need to pick yourself up. But I don't believe that you should do that at the expense of how you're feeling. It's vitally important that you honor and acknowledge your feelings because they are true and they are happening for you. Also recognizing that feelings are something that, um, that change. You know, this is why you could be really, really mad at somebody um, today, tomorrow, you know, for the last, I don't know, 10, 20 years or what have you, and tomorrow something happened and all of that is canceled out. Recognize that your feelings are about moment to moment. They're giving you a blow by blow, moment to moment, how you're feeling in this moment, in this time. It's a fact that every emotion you do experience, everything that you experience can be helpful in supporting you in getting what you want. It's important to understand that your emotions are telling you in an up-close, intimate and personal way, also in an explosive way, what you do want. And that's what your emotions do. Your emotions are telling you what you do want. But we get stuck on what we don't want. And it's like, for those of you who do know what a a vinyl is, a vinyl, an LP is, and 
it's like a, a record becoming stuck, a scratched record. It becomes stuck in that groove. It becomes stuck in that groove. And that's what we do. We get stuck in that groove with that emotion instead of looking at it and saying, okay, what is this showing me? What is this showing me? So your emotions are telling you in an up-close and explosive way what you want. And for everybody, for those of you who are new to, to the show and for those of you who have followed my work, you know where I'm going with this. You know where I'm going with this. What this means is, you have just told yourself categorically, whatever explosive emotion that has come up, you have told yourself categorically what you do want. See, what you do want is the antithesis or the polar opposite of what you don't want and vice versa. You know, it, it, it's, it's simplistic enough. It's simplistic enough. But emotions, because they can be so tumultuous, because they can, you know, they, they can literally, an emotion can literally have you throwing up. It can have you fainting. It can, you know, think about people who go to a concert, you know, people who go to a Michael Jackson concert, and they pass out because he's singing, and they think that he's looking at them, that he was looking at them, and they, they faint. That's emotion. That's a, emotions can give you a heart attack. Emotions can kill you. You know, people who have been shocked by something that has happened, and the day you see them today, and the next day you see them, they are virtually 90% gray. All the color leached out of their hair. And that's a fact. That sort of stuff happens. It's your emotions. It's how you respond physically. So what you do want is the antithesis or the polar opposite of what you don't want, and vice versa. So don't ever deny your emotions. Don't deny your emotions. Define your emotions by listening to what they are really saying to you. It's really important. And, guys, I'm not going to be here, you know, sort of like this disincarnated voice or disincarnate voice, you know, coming through the, the airwaves here and tell you that it's easy. It's not. If you're upset, it's not. You have a myriad of emotions running through you. And what they do is they take you off into la-la land. You know, it spirals from, oh, they don't like me to, uh, I don't know, to whatever in childhood or to, to, oh, they didn't let me buy the house or, you know, the bank manager, whatever. It takes you on this magical carpet ride. And invariably, it's a magical carpet ride to nowhere. But I'm saying if you're on the carpet, ride the carpet. But recognize at a certain point, you are the one who's going to have to make the choice to categorically say, okay, I need to stop this. My emotions are telling me something. I need to listen. And yeah, I really need to listen. So Liz, is there anything that you'd like to add in here? Um, yeah, the thing about like feeling emotions, you know, you, you take um, just off the top of my head, you know, someone's been married 30 years and their partner just decides to up and leave. You know, it's important to feel the emotions, absolutely. It's important to feel, as, as you said, every single emotion. But, you know, if you have people that it's like 20, 30 years later, they're still really angry at this situation. And it, what's happened is their emotional response has become a coping mechanism. In, in, 
and and they're like um, on this merry-go-round, not knowing, you know, when to get off. So I think it's really important that um, we. I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, that we that, that we no. that we know that we know it's okay to um, you know express your emotions to, to feel, feel however you, how, mm-hmm. how 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 you feel. But there comes a point in time where it's actually necessary to let them go, or your life is filtered by that. You know, everything you yeah. see is sort of like it has like there's like a ghost, a ghost of that life exactly. in everything that you look at. You do, and then you're not exactly. you you're not actually seeing. You're not really seeing what's in front of you. Um, you're seeing something through something. Exactly. <laughs> you're seeing your reality yes. through the the, the 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 experience that you had, and that's when it become that's when it's become a coping mechanism. And what people will do in that staying with that 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 trend lives. What people mm-hmm. will do is they'll go into a relationship and they'll carry all that crap with them. Mm-hmm. And you know, people are people. There are certain things that we are all going to do. <laughs> and somebody will do something, and of course, it's they're, they're being you know maligned. And you know, um, my ex used to do that to me. Blah 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 blah. Oh, right. Okay. Well. One, I'm not your ex, and um, if it bothers you, then fine. But you don't have to tell me that I'm being like your ex because I'm not. I'm being like me. <laughs> this is who I am, you know. Do you know? No, serious. I'm being really serious. Yeah. This, this, this is who I am. You know, there's there's um, there's a couple that I know, and um, they had been married. No, she, they had been married. She'd been married before. Then, uh, you know, the husband kind of left her for somebody else. And uh, the the first time that I met met her, at any rate, I actually thought that this had happened recently, but I kind of knew it didn't because I knew the children. And the way in which she was talking about it, and I'll never forget, you know, like her hand, how she, her hands were turning into claws. She was speaking. But by then, I mean, she'd been married to somebody else for nearly 30 years. But had brought this into the relationship. Mm-hmm. And the second marriage, believe me, the second, the second marriage, he knew that he was second fiddle. And he accepted it as that to a degree, I would say. But what a waste. Mm-hmm. What a waste. What a waste, I think, I feel. And so people do. They, as, as you say, Olivia, their, their coping, their emotion becomes their coping mechanism and their coping mechanisms become the choices upon which they base their life on. And that's warped because your emotions, they change. Your emotions, they change. And that's what they're meant to do. They emote, they show you something. And that's what they're meant to do. And they're meant to fluctuate with you because you are ever-changing. And you're ever-changing based on the choices and based on what you see and based on, you know, past experience. And primarily based on is what you are desiring, something that you can truly believe and see happening. So you can accurately define your emotions. 
by finding the common denominator. So you can accurately define your, 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 your emotions by finding the common de- denominator. And this, this is once you've actually felt, as I say, every shard, every ounce of pain, once you have wrung everything out of it, because you don't want it to keep coming up. So feel it in, its, in, in all its glory. And then define it. As I said, don't deny it. Once, once you acknowledge it, don't, don't de- 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 deny it. Define your emotions. And this is done by finding the common denominator, which truly, which really and truly will be the one word that sums everything up for you. And this takes a little bit of work. But it's the one word. The one word in the phrase. I am hurt. I am disappointed, I'm angry, I'm enraged, I'm sad, I'm mad, I'm lonely, I'm betrayed, I'm unloved, I'm confused, you know, I, I, I'm suicidal, I'm, you know, I'm just, whatever, whatever the phrase or whatever the word. And you need one word and one word only. Now, in, in one of the webinars, actually I think several of the webinars that I've done, and you've heard me say this repeatedly, guys. Focus only on one thing at one time. There, it's very rare that many people. It's very rare that anybody can focus on two things at the same time. Focus on one thing and one thing only, and that's the thing that you give your undivided attention to. So this is why I say you need one word and one word only. Because invariably, if you're talking to somebody, and when you do speak to somebody, you know they'll say to you, "I felt." so betrayed. You know, I was so hurt. I was so hurt. It took me to my knees. I was so hurt. It took my breath away. One word. And as I said, more than one word will take you down multiple tracks. It will take you down multiple roads. And going there isn't where you need to go. So in order to stay focused, where you can define this emotion. You need one word that encompasses everything that you are feeling about your situation. And I mean everything that you're feeling about your situation. One of the things I do want to say, and I need you to understand this, guys, and to be clear, I'm not saying that you can't go back and revisit as many words as you like that describe your feeling of this situation. There may be multiple words, but what I'm saying to you is choose the most overpowering word. You know, it actually, it slayed me. Choose the word that will describe the situation in its entirety. That's really important. But again, you can go back and revisit as many one words as you want. However, it's just, it's just, at this time, just at this time, to do what we're doing, we need one word. And guys, I want to remind you that the universal law of space, within the universal laws of attraction, universal laws of co-creation, universal laws of creation, the universal law of space says two things cannot occupy the same space at the same time. So it's important to understand this is the basis of the one word scenario and and it's important 
for you to be as raw and honest as you can be about what's going on for you, how you are feeling, and and bringing it down to that one word, that one denominator that encompasses, because guys, I'm here to tell you, it is at that point, it's that point in which the new start for your life begins. It's that one point, that one word, that will hinge, or that's the hinge of where your new life begins. How do I start my life over again? And just so I'm going to backtrack, it's not by picking yourself up, dusting yourself off, and getting on with with your life. The very first person who said that, I can guarantee they came to define whatever was going on for them emotionally. They defined it and came to a point, a point, a one-word point in which that became the turning point for the new beginning in their life. Just like people who say, you know, you just have to, you know, um, let it go and move on and all these other phrases. You just got to put it behind you. They too came to point. Whoever, whenever that first phrase came up, and usually these phrases, somebody's put it out there and it's come up, they experienced the one word turning point, a new beginning for them started. You need, did you need it? Sorry. No? Good. Um, yeah, no, I was going to say about the one word, because a lot of, because sometimes things can be so, so emotive that, as you said, there are many words, and um, it can get, even if you sort of like focus it down to one word, you can still, as you say, there are many nuances to it. So you can still have other mm-hmm. words coming on, coming in. So one of the ways that um, I think it, it could be really helpful uh, to find the one word is actually to think of a conversation that you've had with someone and to think of the word that you use, the one word that you use spontaneously to express how you were feeling. So it's about thinking about, thinking about conversation. Um, to get your one word, if you if you find it if you find it um, hard to actually define, it is that you want to focus on, because spontaneously you will most probably say the word. You must probably say it if you have a conversation I, with someone. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Yeah. Excuse me, and I, I definitely I, I can definitely agree with that. You know what? What's the word? You know. After you saying he or he's such a dog or she's such a cow and blah 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 blah. Okay, well, you know how do you feel? You know, you know honestly, I just feel so gutted, gutted, and that's the word that that you'd go with. Everything else, everything else, is is um, superfluous at this point. The word that you use and. Um, Three times out of conversation, a five, three times out of a conversation that you may have, three times out of a conversation that you've had five times about this situation, if this is the word that you use, this is, and this is the word that comes up, the first thing, when you, when you, when you hone it down and you like, you know something, I was just so gutted. I was just 
so I couldn't believe he did this. I couldn't believe she did that. You know, it really made me angry, blah, 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 blah. And I was, oh, God, I, I, it just left me feeling gutted. I didn't even know what to do. You know, I, I just felt like I was so enraged, blah, 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 and I was so gutted. And is that what you mean, Liz, when you're talking about yeah. as the word comes up? Yeah. Yeah, but the, the only thing I would say, I wouldn't say the third or fourth, like, conversation, because you might actually not want to talk to anyone about it. It might just be one, you know, you're one really, really close friend. So I think it's the first conversation that you have. Okay, um, all right. There you that, go, guys. Because then other things, you know, when you're having the next conversation, other things might have come in, you know, like you were saying, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, the nuances of each word, other nuances might have taken its place. So it's mm -hmm. like the, first, the very first conversation. Um, you need a starting point so you're not floundering or flapping around or leaving yourself spiraling in the wind. When you, when you want to start your life over, you do need a starting point. And again, part of the starting point is really, in, in, it's predicated on you being really honest about what you're feeling. It's, being really, it's about being honest and doing your due diligence to hone it down truthfully to one word. How does this situation make you feel? Give me one word. Give me one word to describe how this entire situation makes you feel. And if it's angry, then that's your start point. You need something concrete to build on. You don't need pie in the sky, air in the sky, what have you. You need something concrete to build on. You, need, you also need something that is intrinsically yours. And it's not an anchor that someone else has given to you i.e., you need to pull yourself up by your bootstrap. When this happened to me, this is what I did. You should do that because it will work for you. No. You need something it, it, that if, is if, intrinsically if, yours. If you're looking for one word, there shouldn't be, there should just be one word. So, I mean, if, if it's like, it's, oh, you should pull yourself up, brother. I mean, there's, there, that's far too many words. It should just be one go. word. There you go. This one word, the word that you have chosen, will actually give you a start point. Um, your chosen word has the atomic power to remove all obstacles. And I say all obstacles. It has the atomic power to remove all obsolete patterns that you have created blocks in your life with. It can implode them and explode them where and and remove things that no longer serve you or you serve them and what i'm saying by this is it creates a sort of clearing that allows you to move forward on which you have chosen your word and your pathway now many of us use patterns obsolete patterns learnt behaviors i believe is what it's called in the trade learnt behaviors and learnt behaviours that don't serve us, i.e. don't talk to strangers. Now, as a child, that, you know, that's good information to give your kids. You know, don't, don't take candy from strangers. Don't talk to strangers. Don't get in cars with strangers. Just because this stranger has a dog, don't walk off with the, the stranger because he wants you to play with the dog. And you want to play with the nice little puppy. 
This is good information to give your children. And it's good information because their perception about people has not been, and I'll phrase it this way, jaded and or warped by things that have happened. And so for them, everybody's good until they show themselves not to be. However, as an adult, not speaking to strangers, this, won't, this, won't, this will not hold you in good stead. You know, you go to an interview, you don't know the people there. They're strangers to you. What do you do? You go into the interview, sit there and don't say nothing? Next. <laughs> you know, you go, you go to the emergency room. The, the triage staff is there, the emergency doctor, you know, the emergency nurse. What do you do? You're going to not say nothing? They're strangers. So don't speak to strangers as an adult may not serve you. And I do understand, you know, for, for girls going out and, you know, they're having a good time, stranger danger. You know, you don't take drinks off of anybody anymore. And even, even if you do, you have to make sure that the damn bartender isn't in co- cohoots with who's ever trying to put slip a mickey into your drink. That's as sad as things are. But I understand that as an adult. And that's a good thing, too. It's good to know. But you have your, your reasoning faculties at that age. So learnt behaviors are something that create patterns in our life, that create blocks, that prevent us from moving forward. So where I'm going with this is the one word that you have chosen has the ability to not only assist and support you in getting over through under, around, whatever it is, how you're going to make it through this particular situation, but it also has the power to implode and explode anything that no longer serves you so that the pathway that you choose is the pathway that you really want. Now, Liz, anything on that? No. no. Uh, Did that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. The first thing you need to figure out, as we've just spoken about, is your one, as I put it here, your one atomic word. And as self-talk is one of the most powerful tools that you have, and it is one of the most powerful tools that you have in your spiritual and your physical toolkit, we're going to use self-talk to start your life over again. You're going to have a me, myself, and I conversation. It's going to be in third person. Okay, guys? And you don't have to have this conversation with anybody else unless you choose to. And what I would suggest is if you actually choose to have a conversation with somebody else trying to establish your one word so that you can start your life over, I'm going to suggest that you have it with only one person. Only one person. And not, a, not multiple people. And that way it lessens the confusion. It lessens the, you know, pick yourself up by your boots, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and blah, blah. It lessens that kind of action, which as I said before, people have the best intention, but understand it's their intention. It's not yours. What is important is you 
and how you feel and what it is that you want to do for you. So once again, you're going to have your me, myself, and I conversation, and it's going to be in the third person. And that being said, it really needs to be raw. It needs to be honest. If you're having this conversation with yourself, nobody needs to know about it. You don't have to say anything that you may feel will come back to haunt you. You don't, you don't have to say anything out loud where you think, oh, my God, people are going to think I'm so stupid. You don't have to say any of that to anyone. All you need to do is be honest, totally and utterly open, transparent with yourself. So this particular process about, you know, figuring out what your atomic word is, is all about you posing questions to yourself and answering yourself. In the scenario that I'm going to give you, you call yourself by your name. You call your name, Wendy, uh, Olivia, you know, whoever, Dee, Tracy, whoever. You call your name so you have your undivided attention. You call your name so you know it's you that you are talking to. As I said, you're having a me, myself, and I conversation. So, so you know it's you you're talking to. You call your name. This is about you posing questions to yourself and answering self. So call your name. Then ask the following question. And please understand that there are no right and no wrong answers. There is just your truth. So you call your name. Wendy, when you look beyond the emotion of, and I'll say, um, I'll say, uh, I, I don't know, um, betrayal. Okay, right. Wendy, when you look beyond the emotion of betrayal, what do you want to see? What are you wanting to see when you look beyond the emotion of betrayal? And whatever you answer there starts the process of your one word. Now, if you say to yourself, I can't see, I can't see anything beyond that I can't see, then you go to the next question, which is, okay, Wendy, when you look beyond the emotion of betrayal, what do you want to feel? Tell me what you want to feel. And if you get an answer, that's your one word. If feel and see, if feeling and seeing doesn't work for you, Wendy, when you look beyond the emotion of um, betrayal, what do you want to hear? What is it that you want to hear? What do you want to hear? I want to hear truth. There's your word, truth. And from there, you can move forward. And of course, if you, if you hear doesn't work for you, um, you know, Wendy, when you look beyond the emotion of betrayal, what is it that you want to taste? Um, you know, it could be honesty. Wendy, when you look beyond the emotion of betrayal, what is it that you want to smell? The roses. And from there you can, from there you can start the work. From there you can start the process of moving forward. And that is your one word. That is your one word. Don't try to analyze it. Don't try to change it. Don't try to justify it. Don't do any of that. 
What I'm suggesting to you is you just accept it as it is because this has come to you intrinsically. The questions that you are asking yourself are intrinsic questions. And ironically, they're designed, designed by nature. If asked in this way, for you to go within and the answer to bubble up out of you, you don't have to dig for it. The answer will come to you. So, Liz, is there anything that you'd like to say here? No, no, not at all, actually. I was just listening. When you are... Sorry, go on, go on, go on. When you are able to answer one of these questions and or all of these questions, given that you can't really answer one or the other, you have created your first concrete step in moving forward in your life. At this point, it might not feel that way because it's new. Yet you have intrinsically created a point of clarity. And that's a point of clarity from which you can work. You see, the precursor, clarity, has been a choice that you made. And you made this choice within yourself, subconsciously, and now, Your subconscious has given it to you consciously so you are fully aware of what it is that you are wanting for you, what it is that you need for you to move forward. And I think it was on betrayal, I said truth. Did I? I think I said truth. Well, I'll go with truth anyway. You did, Um, I did. Okay, all right. And so so for me, with um, Wendy when you look beyond the emotion of betrayal, what do you want to hear? What are you wanting to hear? And truth. (coughs) So I know moving forward from here, from this point, I know that my, my way to begin my life over the foundation of truth. Now from there, although this isn't what this show is about, but from there, You move forward to ask yourself another series of questions. What does truth look like to you? Or what does truth feel like to you? What does it look like, Wendy? Truth feels like honesty. And you can go, you're going to go through these words. They're going to be one word scenarios. And they really are, but they're powerful. And what will happen, you'll begin to paint yourself a picture. You know, and that's one of my favorite phrases to my clients. Okay. Wendy, um, when you look beyond the emotion of fear, were you wanting, wanting to hear truth? Paint me a picture, Wendy. Paint me a picture of what hearing truth looks like to you. Paint me a picture. Paint me a picture of what it feels like. Paint me a picture. And when you ask questions in this way, they're intrinsic by nature. You will have to go inside to answer them. You cannot use past experience, which is what this is really getting at, is you cannot use past experience to move your life forward, yet you can use that experience to assist and support you, i.e. the emotions that you feel. They're strong. You know what you don't want. If you are angry or if you feel Um, you've been lied to, the antithesis or the opposite, the polar opposite of that is not to be lied to. 
You want truth. You, 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 you're overwhelmed by sadness. The antithesis of that, the polar opposite, is not to feel sad and or to feel happiness. Not to feel anger. If you feel unloved, the antithesis, polar opposite, to feel loved. You see, this is all about you and your life and what you are choosing to do with your life. This is about you finding the clarity that is the precursor or that the precursor to your clarity was your choice. You made a choice. You might not have heard yourself make the choice, but you made a choice. When I said that um, when I look beyond da, 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 of what I wanted to hear, I need to mark that truth. When, 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 I, when I spoke of truth, when you look beyond the emotion of um, betrayal, what are you wanting to hear? What are you wanting to hear? Well, I want to hear truth. I want to hear truth. The question, the choice I had already made was already there for me to be able to say, this is what I want. I had to have made a choice. Because without choice, there can be no clarity. Clarity only comes once you've made a choice on something you need to be clear about. So this is really powerful. So to start playing with it so that you can move forward in your life. It may sound simplistic. It may sound uh, convoluted. It may sound like a bunch of rubbish. It may sound like BS. But what I'm going to suggest to you is have this conversation with yourself and see where it takes you. That's what I'm going to suggest to you. If it doesn't work, that's fine. If you can get to that point, if you can find that one word, that atomic word, then you are already on a new pathway. And so what we'll do next week is we'll look at how we move forward from this point. Once you've found the one word for your start, for starting your life over, what do we do from there? So, Liz, is there anything that you'd like to add? Because I heard you say you were listening. No, there's nothing I wanted to add, actually, at all. Nothing at all. No, okay. So, did that make sense, Liz? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, it did, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I was definitely not just listening. I was hearing. That's why I was so quiet. No, no, it definitely did. Definitely does, yeah. I no. quite like the idea of um, looking looking past the um, whatever that word is, that that single word. Looking past it, yeah. And what are you what what are you seeing? What are you hearing? What are you feeling? Yeah. No, I think that's pretty good actually. Pretty cool. It it it's it's so. You see, for the most part, when people people and as you actually know this from coaching, for the most part, when people. Um, are unable to move forward. They're in, as we call it, Liz, an emotional wash. Mm. So moving them forward on the emotional wash isn't like the second the part two of, of what we'll do, which is, you know, sort of like the general, let's expand upon this word. It's to get them to that word. Otherwise, they'll just stay in the emotional wash and they, they, yeah. they won't be able to restart their life. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be doing the running man. You know, they, they won't be able to restart their life. 
Um, and, and that's really important. It's really important to look beyond, to look beyond. And, you know, what do you see? What do you feel? What do you hear? You know, what do you smell? What, you know, what do you taste? And then now you need to paint me a picture. Paint me a picture in all its glory. You know, paint me a picture. And I don't care if it's a stick man, I don't care. Paint me a picture. Uh, and for me, one of the biggest things is that the dialogue, the actual dialogue that people have with themselves or not is so vitally important for people to be able to create their lives or co-create their lives or at least have awareness of say in their life. Um, Again, not to beat a you know, uh, uh, a dead horse or what have you. Um, people are have been trained, rightly or wrongly, for me erroneously, to give up that kind of power in their life and give it up so somebody else will sort of make the choices and the decisions for them. And as a result, their life isn't the way that they want it because it's not intrinsically the anchor on which or the foundation on which they want to build their life. It's just not. It's absolutely not. And when people allow other people to do this, eventually what you are wanting will rise up. What you are wanting will make itself known. And for many people, what happens is an illness ensues. And it's an illness that lays you flat on your back. It's an illness that might become chronic. An illness ensues. You see, because illness is nothing more than emotions made manifest in the body. It's no longer just just you know, a a feeling of anger. It's no longer just the feeling of anger. It's your body being angry. It's your body showing you what the anger is. Does that make sense, Liv? Yeah, 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 yeah. So how do I start my life over? You need to have a conversation with yourself. You need to have the me, myself, and I conversation. Or a third-person conversation if it makes you feel more comfortable. Um, It's a series of questions and answers. And for me personally, it's to be, it should really be done um, by yourself. That way, nobody else's influence is there. Nobody else's influence is there. Because most people, if you have an issue their natural reaction is trying to try to fix it. It's who we are. We try to fix it. But in trying to fix it, sometimes we make it that much worse in trying to fix it. Trying to fix it isn't, isn't the way. It isn't always the way. Um, and really and truly, you can't fix anybody. The truth be known. You can't. So it's about you having this conversation with yourself. And as I said before, it's about you posing questions to yourself and answering those questions, answering self. 
you call your name, be sure that you have your undivided attention and you're not just kind of speaking out there like, okay, when I look beyond, no, Wendy, when you look beyond the emotion of betrayal, what are you wanting or what do you want to see? What do you want to see? What do you see? Ask yourself this question. Ask yourself this question. Ask yourself the question. I'm, I'm moving right along. So on that note, Liz, is there anything that you would like to to add? No, no, not really. No, there isn't much. Okay, guys, um, next week what we'll do is um, we will take this um, a step further. Now you have your one your one word. Now you have your one word. Um, what do I do with it? What do I do with the one word that can start my life over? What do I what do I do? Yeah. Okay, all right. So it'll be, it'll be, look out for that, guys. It'll be something like that with that title. Or how do I start my life over, part two. Maybe something as simple as that. How about that? But on that note, guys, uh, sis, love you. Um, love you guys. On that note, thank you for listening in. You've been listening to an episode of My Life, My Choice. We've been talking about how do I start my life over again. My name's Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and I've been your host for the last, um, I don't know, 65, 66 minutes or something like that. And my co-host has been... Olivia Lashley from London in the UK. And I'd like to thank you for listening in. And until next time, once again, love you, sis, love you guys. Love you too, And I'll talk to you all later. And yeah. we are going to go out with... Bob Marley! What is that? <laughs> Man to man is so unjust Children, you don't know who to trust Your worst enemy could be your